Ah, uh, Tom. Hey, it's your old friend Daryl Morey here. Hey, uh, how are you these days? Uh, listen, I think we're ready to get serious about this uh, Jimmy Butler deal. Uh, willing to offer a package headline by a couple draft picks. Uh, how about two? That has to improve. Okay. You drive a hard bargain, you old rascal. Fine. How about uh, three first-round draft picks? That's a nice nice deal package right there. Uh, don't you agree? That has to improve. What? Four, four picks? You realize these are all in the first round, right? Oh, Tom, it's, it's unheard of. Uh, but, you, but you know what? Uh, for a town like Jimmy Butler, well... I guess we could consider it. Hmm. Okay, fine. Four picks. Are you happy now? I'm never happy. Welcome to episode 88 of Wolves Cast, the show that is trying to keep pace with the new, faster NBA. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're going fast because of the NBA. The pace is up. Pace is up. There's uh, nobody impeding our movements because that is a point of emphasis. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to fly through this. Don't touch us while we're moving across the lane. This Please. is the lightning round of Wolf's Cast Podcast. You're going right, to what? Thing, it was over? First thing we need to say is we have merchandise. That's right. New merch. New merch in the Wolf's Cast store. You can find it at wolfscast.com. And uh, we do have new long sleeve shirts. We're celebrating the, uh, the new throwback jerseys. The new old jerseys, that's right, the throwback jerseys from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, long sleeve shirt, black shirt with the green print on it. Um, and you can get one for, for yourself to wear your games this season. And uh, for you, the the loyal listener of Wolves Cast, you know we got a special offer for you. Enter in offer code JIMMYJAM at, uh, at checkout and you will get $5 off your order. So please go check them out. We'll have a link in the show notes. And uh, also, that uh, that uh, product was uh, heavily featured in today's Wolves Cast Digest. Scott, That's right. the, the first w- digest of the season. The digest is back. It'll be here every single week. Some people say it is the weirdest thing on Cana Supis, and other people <laughs> say, what is this? I don't understand. Uh, this week's digest, just a sneak peek. Uh, there's an always sunny in Minneapolis joke okay. where I talk about the Jimmy system instead of the dentist system. The Jimmy <laughs> system is judge teammates. I only care about winning. Make trade demand. Manipulate the media. You can't win without me. That's the Jimmy system. We're all getting jimmied over here, and uh, yeah. So if you want to, if you want some some more of that, have that and more. Uh, check out Wolf's Cast Digest. The link will be in the show notes, and you can see it on CanisHoopus.com. Wolf's Cast Digest every week. So if you see anything cool, send it to Scott. He it, he wants your input. Anything that's not cool either, just something that's weird. <laughs> if it's weird, send it to me, please. Yeah. And uh, remember to leave a comment. I will wreck them all. Oh, wreck those comments. All right. Um, great. Well, let's talk about the games that happened this week. We had four games, four games to get to. Four games and seven nights. Oh. The NBA's back. We're back, and we're moving quickly. And, uh, yeah, the Timberwolves went two and two um, this week, taking care of business at home and uh, taking the L's on the road. Uh, home opener was uh, a week ago Friday, 
and uh, you were in attendance. I was there and uh, had to. I was at a wedding. It was I couldn't believe all the Butler jerseys that were there and all the the you know the, obviously the booing happened, but then later on MVP chance happened. So I can believe why uh, <laughs> everyone has Butler jerseys because my swag is crazy right now. Oh. But not swaggy. only that, if like there's some people who feel like once the player leaves the team, they can't wear the jersey to the game anymore. Yeah. So if you bought a Butler jersey last year, you're trying to get as much use out of it as you can before this trade inevitably goes down. So I don't blame you for wearing the Butler jersey. You got to rock it while he's still on the team. Yeah, yeah, that is a great point. That's something I thought of for sure. But also, as I as I found out uh, later in the week, as I went to the Indiana game, uh, that was a very much a casual fan situation. Lots of probably tickets given out or discount seats, you know, that kind of thing. They really try to pack that game every year. So I feel like that was not really a appropriate uh, representation of a typical uh, you know target center fan for that one but wolves got the, wolves got the win 131 123 Kevin Love got some got some applause got a few boos but yeah then um, the uh, team had their first back to back took uh, took the game out to aka out to schedule loss schedule loss. back to back with the second game on the road it's not even the more Ooh. favorable road and then home it's, Ooh, home, it's away. home then road Oh, you never want to have that. You never want to get on a plane directly after the game, especially when fly. you're when you're leaving your best player at home. Yeah, Jimmy uh, apparently for the time being will not play in back to backs. Still, uh, you know, kind of coming back slash, you know, is in, in trade talk. So don't want to push him too far, I guess. Um, but Scott, what was notable about the Dallas game to you? Anything you wanted to mention? Uh, no, I didn't even watch it all. Yeah, it was uh, it was a crazy game. Wolves got to a, a very hot start. The second highest scoring quarter in franchise history. They scored 46 points in the first quarter. The threes were falling. Um, it was a it was a heavy Derrick Rose game uh, again with Butler out and uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, Rose played a lot and uh, the controversial no call at the end. That was an interesting one. Um, you know, we can't we can't forget. Do we still the, have it in here. Oh yeah, it's still in there. We can't we can't forget the. Those happen against Dallas, folks. We're not the only ones to think about it. Reddit, Reddit did have the clips come back out after that. Oh uh, yeah, you could just play those, uh, play those along with this game, right? And uh, this much- is one of those games where I have it on my DVR. I watched all the other games, and I, I got like halfway through this game. And so now it's like, now that we've talked about it on the pod, is it worth it for me to go watch the second half? I probably will, but it, it, it gets save into it. a very weird limbo, let me tell you. Sometimes you got to save a game for the future. Maybe Thanksgiving or whenever there's not a game on, you got to have your basketball fix. That's when you dive back into this one. Or until uh, mom and dad run out of DVR space and <laughs> they delete it on me. There you go. Uh, but yeah, uh, both games uh, last weekend, no defense was played at all. <laughs> crazy Yeah, no, crazy I like, pace, I like crazy your show fouls. notes for each game. You Last <laughs> note for each game, no defense was played in this game. No defense was played in this game. Then for Indiana, defense was played. Defense was played. That was really fun to watch, actually. But the, yeah, the most fun game of the season for real. Because yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of fun things about the season. We're going to get to that in full yeah. court press. But uh, that was such a complete game. I love it when we're defending. It's just like, who are these Timberwolves? I've never seen a Timberwolves team that can <laughs> defend know. since Kevin Garnett. I know they really got into it. And yeah, the game was a 101-91 win for Minnesota. So not a crazy, you know, 123. 127 barn burner this was only time we've held a team under 100 incredible just yeah. carl anthony town says uh he said on the half game or yeah. the halftime interview with marnie he was like we're holding them under 100 so you know we must be playing good defense for me just being a 
longtime fan of the NBA, I was like, that's weird considering <laughs> under 100 is good. And I'm like, but no, honestly, like every game is now like 120 to 130 in this faster yeah. NBA. So uh, it makes sense, actually. That's a pretty good mark of what good defense. That's right. Andrew Wiggins uh, went out with a thigh contusion in this game uh, against Indiana. Uh, Josh Okogie jumped in the starting lineup uh, there in the second half and honestly didn't really miss Wiggins in the second half of this game. I mean, it was Okogie was just so inspiring and just like so fun to watch and was just kind of taking care of business, running all over. And again, in a game that we needed defense, uh, Okogie was there for that. So that was that was really fun. And I think that was this was the game really that, that kind of marked most fans, you know, getting into the Josh Okogie experience and really seeing him for the first time, extended minutes, that kind of thing. So I thought that was the one of the most fun parts about this game. We're going to need to get some Okogie sound drops I here know. if he keeps playing like this. I know. Well, that brings us to last night's game. We're recording on Thursday, mm-hmm. the Wednesday night game in Toronto. Yeah. Going on the road against one of the best teams in the Ooh, East. They, look, they look like the best Ooh. team in the East. They look so good. We're going to watch some more Toronto this season. Plus, they've got a great home court advantage. It's yeah. a great place to play. White Vegas, I think, got the best of the Timberwolves. <laughs> White Vegas. Uh, that's, that's the reputation Toronto has as a city that's really fun nightlife and casinos mm-hmm. and stuff in strip mm-hmm. clubs. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of NBA players, if they get there night early, they don't play very oh, well right. the next day. So that's a good home court advantage there. Plus, we were missing Wiggins, who always uh, shows up for his hometown. Very surprising to see him not in the lineup. Yes. You know? This is a game where, in a nutshell, I felt like Wiggins would have been the difference in this one. I think we would have won this game if we had Andrew Wiggins in it, especially considering, I mean, Okogie got better in the second half, but he started so poorly and Derrick Rose played so poorly. You would yeah. think, man, if Wiggins gets 10 of these minutes, this is going to push us over the edge. But yeah. we were just missing that offensive spark that Wiggins can. We, could, we kept ke- catching up to Toronto, but we could never overtake them in scoring. Yeah, the game was pretty much comfortably in Toronto's favor the entire game, but the Wolves kept it close. You know, it was never really a blowout. It never really got too far out of hand. And, you know, that's it's kind of one of those, you know, you know, just one of those wins or excuse me, one of those losses where you can kind of be like, all right, well, at least we played decent, didn't get killed against a really good team. Obviously playing really well. Kawhi Leonard, uh, huge game, season high, 35 points. Just a monster. Just looks amazing out there. Really kind of seems like he's back to the old Kawhi. Hopefully he can we, stay healthy here. And wow, We didn't he have good. a matchup for Kawhi. He was not afraid of shooting over every one of our guys. Oh, he was great. How many times do we see one of our defenders with their arms raised at the three-point line and Kawhi just shot over he's it? He's just shooting know? right over. Yeah, he's just so in control. And fantastic defense. Uh, you know, some plays he made that it was very noticeable. And then sometimes you're just like, oh, that's weird. The Wolves haven't scored in five possessions. What happened? Oh, Kawhi's back on the floor. He was on the bench. Now he's back on the floor. And we went, because this was a game of runs. Yeah. They made a big run. We yep, made a big right. run. They made a big run. And it just so happened that we made our runs when Kawhi was off the floor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> please, please don't play Kawhi against us. Uh, we'll so, do right. thank God we'll have to see them one more time. And it's a last week of the season i think it's like the yes. final game of the season that's right yeah so yeah toronto yeah it's super surprising to see wiggins play with well, you know what seems to be a minor injury well apparently uh, it's not minor because yeah. it was minor he, wiggins is playing in his hometown yeah know? exactly he would have gone under most so circumstances that's, that was the only thing i was like oh it's a minor injury then he's not playing in toronto i'm like Ooh, wait a minute that's, that's worrying <laughs> what are we doing that now makes yeah. me nervous that's a tell that's a tell right there but um yeah, Wiggins. Uh, you know, he was. You know, he's 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 one of the NBA's Iron Men. You know, he's he's someone who's. You know, I think he was first in. Uh you know, uh, as far as game consecutive games played, and um, this was only his second game of his career that he's missed, and now Towns is the number one leader in the consecutive games played. So, you know, gave way to a teammate there, I guess. A couple Iron Men, yes, a couple of them on the team, and um, you know, if nothing else, Wiggins can get you some buckets. We just need a few extra buckets. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, okay, that's it for week recap two and two. 
moving on to the next week, but uh, it's that time of the show. As the wolf howls. That's right. In the soap opera that we call being a Minnesota fan, we have decided to have a segment. As long as this Jimmy Butler drama is happening, we'll keep updating you on the soap opera as the wolf house every single week. Of course, a week can't go by without some drama. Neil, some drama. There's some drama. There's some updates to the Jimmy Butler situation. First of all, we've learned he's going to be resting in back to backs. As we mentioned, he did not play Saturday in Dallas. So, you know, you know, as he is in trade talks slash kind of coming back from surgery, you know, didn't play much this summer, maybe. You know, he is uh, going to be resting a little bit. So we know about that. We know that, uh, you know, there's going to be some some rest moments for him, which I think is good. I think, again, even in the games he plays, there's so many moments where I'm scared. He had a moment in the Toronto game where he, uh, I think it was Tyus through like a cross-court pass, like a kind of a touchdown pass down the court. Did you, you remember this play? Butler goes up for it with one hand. It was like a super high pass and just comes down awkwardly on the one ankle. And it's just yep. like, oh, man, <laughs> stuff like that. Or it's just, come on, please don't get injured in October, please. We don't need that. So he's going to be resting. So I don't know how many more back-to-backs they have uh, you know, coming up here in the next uh, few weeks. But uh, Butler will be sitting out for those. Um, uh, we got big news uh, as we record this today on Thursday uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski at uh, ESPN that uh, the Rockets they're getting back into the mix they're, they're oh, yeah. throwing their hat what, what back they in offer us Eric Gordon again yeah no Eric Gordon no in fact it's four first round picks wow oh my god I've never heard of an offer for anything <laughs> including four first round picks what's going on how is it's this weird. possible I mean Boston got several first round picks and the rights to pick swap so it was first round pick from the nets next year they got uh, the chance to pick the kg swap. yeah, yeah the, the kg, KG deal. and paul pierce for uh and that's why i mean why boston has been awesome i mean that yep. was the biggest swindling of the decade mm-hmm. um so obviously you get four first round picks they can't have them be in consecutive years because the nba had to make rules to stop bad gms from hurting themselves <laughs> yes literally a rule that they had to yes. implement because some people are just like yeah you can have it every single year yeah, the we'll, rule. we'll never draft anyone yeah they're protecting uh, them from themselves so it would likely be the 2019 2021 2023 and 2025 first round picks of the rockets and of course you're like well what's the 2019 pick going to be the 28th yeah you know they're going to be one of the top three or four yeah. best records in the nba barring injury uh and then even in 2021 they might have a chance of, coming down they're still yeah. probably a playoff team yep. it, uh, i think james harden will be like 31 32 or something but then after that it gets interesting gets because very interesting. they're gonna have like a 40 year old chris paul getting 40 million dollars they're gonna have like a 35 year old james harden getting 46 million dollars yeah. a year and you just can't build a team around that very much yeah so you would have to think this is kind of the the brooklyn Nets situation where exactly. they've got all these expensive contracts for players who aren't really worth it anymore and uh you know they're just naturally bad because of that so uh what do you think neil yeah i think it, it almost seems too good to be true especially with one of the you know s- alleged smartest gms in in all of in all of the nba and daryl morey i mean it seems like you know if, if the nets deal is what this is getting compared to which is considered like one of the most lopsided nba deals ever is it like possible that it could like something equivalent to that could be pulled off today I, I don't know about that but the fact that it's even out there i think is interesting to me and gives me hope because i feel like we hadn't really heard much about the butler thing kind of felt like things were settling in a little bit and now we got some action which hopefully if it doesn't happen for the rockets will inspire other teams to get their best offers in and that's or the whatever. best thing if yeah. this is the baseline of a trade now for first round draft picks yeah 
It, it makes every, every other team is going to be like, okay, you have to stop lowballing tips because if he doesn't take four first rounders, <laughs> he's not going to take like Dion Waiters and yeah. you know junk. Yeah. So at the very least, it's really setting a baseline. That's good for us. But the big difference between the Nets and the Rockets is, of course, that Daryl Morey is a good GM, mm. and then Brooklyn Nets Billy Kane is not only a bad GM, but he was also under Prokhorov's order to uh, win fast. Yes. So it's not entirely Billy Kane's fault, but Billy Kane was an idiot. I think we can all agree that he was bad. And whereas it always seems like the Rockets are just like, well, this is their team. How are they going to get better? And then Daryl Morey makes some great trades. He's about to turn Ryan Anderson into Jimmy Butler. You know, if we end up getting Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris and these four first round draft picks and it's just kind of like Daryl Morey always uh, I always expect the Rockets to be have a right. harder time improving their team right. Daryl finds a way yeah, Daryl always finds, finds a way so even though you're saying oh they'll have these terrible contracts like Jimmy post prime Harden end of his career Chris Paul that's that's too much mm. and, but you know what he's going to move those contracts remember every contract is movable even Gilbert Arenas's contract you can move them that's right you, so, can, you can move them all uh, it's not apples to, it's not apples to apples because Daryl Morey is a smart GM and we can't count on the Rockets being terrible in 2023 well and unlike the Nets in that situation back 10 years ago I do feel like the Rockets could they could maybe this could maybe go both ways where it's good for both sides where it's like the Rockets could legitimately win the title or get to the NBA finals this year if this deal goes through and then it could still then be good for the Wolves down the road whereas like the Nets they didn't even make it I don't think the conference finals that year like the most they had to show for it was like a second round (laughs) playoff berth so I feel like if the Rockets either make the finals or win the title and then they get screwed for you know some of these later on picks. Well, maybe it's still worth it for them. Then it's not so much maybe of a train wreck. Maybe yeah, you're saying maybe it's not too bad if it's a ten to fifteen pick in twenty twenty one and twenty 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 three. Yeah, or if they just at the beginning of it they have a title to show for it, or you know a lot of success to show for it. Well, Whereas the, the Nets Rockets really never went anywhere. Yeah, I'm saying for it can work for both ways a little bit here. I think right. Uh, be interesting to see. And remember, we would get a lottery pick out of this, which would mm. be our own pick this year. When, yeah, when we would fall into the lottery if we made this trade. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on. We'll see where that goes. It requires, though, a commitment to going young, and it requires, like, one of the things the Celtics really punished the Nets about was the Celtics have been great at scouting young talent Mm. and and picking the right guys. Yeah. They famously traded down from one to three because they knew Tatum was a better pick than Fultz. Yeah. They're very smart about drafting Tatum, Brown, Rogier. I don't have the faith in the Wolves' infrastructure that (laughs) we would make these picks into home runs. I think we could just get singles, and then it's not that great of a deal. Uh, one more as the wolf howls, uh, no tear. Uh, lots, lots of feeling that potentially some of Towns's slow start might be due to this uh, soap opera we have we have here. Right? I think I like, saw the stat in the one game Jimmy didn't play. Right. Towns scored thirty one, <laughs> and the other games he's averaging thirteen points. Right. So there's and a little we know connection he's, here. He's incredibly talented, but more than just him missing shots. I mean, the first couple of games, I was like, you know what? He seems like he's so much more invested in defense. I'm okay if he struggles on offense because he's going to get offense figured out. You can't stop Cat from getting buckets. Yeah. So if he wants to devote his er, his energy into defense, offense will figure itself out. But Toronto, he looked downright unengaged. He looked just like he was going through the motions. He looked unhappy. Even Jim Pete calling him out on the broadcast. Right. That opened a lot of eyes. Woo. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, I mean, anyone who was watching had, had to have noticed it. And unlike a lot of players, you know, I could see that Jimmy Butler's uh, kind of dominating presence, a lot of mem- team members have galvanized around it. It looks like they get energy from playing with yeah. Jimmy. And I 
I enjoy the kind of the hard edge that that the, the people who have galvanized around Jimmy's uh, you know situation. I like I like the chemistry that's coming out of that. Yeah. But the person who seems out of that chemistry is Towns. He's the right. one who's most negatively affected. That's the rub. That's and the most important guy. He's the most important guy. So <laughs> it doesn't matter if Okogi's playing no. better because Jimmy's on this team, or Tyus is playing better because Jimmy's on this team. Because ultimately, the wolves go as cat goes. True. He's the most important one, so you got to make sure that he doesn't get too into a funk here with this. It's one of the it's one of the downsides of holding on to Jimmy here. I don't like seeing him unhappy, Neil. He's usually a smiley guy. I know. I don't like unhappy cat. All right, we're off to full court press. Here we go. Here's the tip. We're going to start with early season stats. This is something I'm yanking from the Low Post podcast this week with Chris Herring. They went through some some interesting stats, some rankings uh, around the league. And even though it's early, we're trying to figure out what, what which of this stuff is going to stick around and which of this is is maybe just a little bit of small sample size theater here. First of all, rebounds. Wolves are uh, uh, not rebounding the ball very well on the defensive end. They're 29th in rebound defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, we've seen that in the Indiana game. There are 30 teams in the league. There are 30 teams in the league. And they are 29th in opponents' second chances. So they it are, feels like it. They're giving up so many sh- second chance points. Um, but they're fifth in offensive rebounding percentage. So still a good rebounding team on one end of the floor. Uh, it's basically an offensive rebounding battle when you play with when you play with the Wolves because they're going to let you have they're going to let you have your shots back. And they're going to fight you hard on, on their own shots, putting them back. So also, that's an interesting one. It's early. There was that a possession in the Spurs where Jimmy got three or four of his own offensive rebounds. And Okogi and, and Okogi just did in Toronto. So there has been a little bit of we're getting our Pat own it. offensive rebounds because we can't get it through the hoop and we're just tap, <laughs> tipping, 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 tipping. But we have been missing a lot of close shots. It yeah, feels like a lot of them. Yeah. So there's some those are some rebounding stats. I know the Wolves. I think were a really good rebounding team last year. It was one of their main strengths. So that, they got to get that defensive rebounding stuff up there. I mean Taj and Taj and Towns, good rebounders. Um, Tolliver not so much off the bench. Gorgie, okay. You know, so you can kind of see where there is a little bit of rebounding problem. Okogi, good for a guard, on the other hand, though. So, I, although, yeah. and, you know, I'm not going to knock Okogi's hustle because that's what no. you should be doing. It's like the one thing there's you can been, do. Uh, like, Maybe a half dozen times I've seen him steal a rebound from Taj. Where he just, Taj is <laughs> yeah. in position. No one's around him. Taj is going to get it. And Okogi flies in to grab it because Okogi's so focused on the ball. And I'm not going to criticize him for that. It's good to have more energy yeah. than you need than less. But yeah. uh, there have been multiple times where I've been like, ooh, he just jumped into Taj's face and stole that rebound from yeah. him. Uh, next uh, stats are in the turnover section. Uh, the Timberwolves are 13th in forcing first forcing turnovers. That's good. Uh, but they're 21st in points off turnovers. So not, not capitalizing not, necessarily capitalizing on those turnovers but on the plus side they are sixth in fast break points oh my god i like that Somehow they're getting up and down the i floor. like that it's fun there's that a- has to improve <laughs> yeah, of course you're never happy tips uh this is one of the things that makes this team really fun we are running the floor we're shooting more threes and our bench is playing great. And yeah. those three things have just, those were some of the three biggest criticisms from last year. Yeah. And I'm just loving it. It's so much fun. Even in the losses, it's fun to watch this team because True. they're running and it's exciting. Running and off of makes. Running off of makes and making threes. Yeah. And when the bench comes in, the the numbers don't dip. Sometimes they climb. So it has, those those are the stats that are, for me, are making the Timberwolves super fun to watch. Absolutely. Um, okay. Shot profile. The team is sixth in uh, field goal, uh, excuse me and uh yeah field goals attempted from two point range we have to improve right so lots of lots of shots inside uh the, inside the three-point line they're 24th also can like, attempts uh from beyond three 
this is something that just bugs me a little bit is like rightfully so everyone gets on Andrew Wiggins for taking lawn twos. Every time he takes a lawn two, yeah. everyone goes, meh, Zach yeah. Lowe said on the pod, meh. <laughs> meh, yeah, meh. And it's just like, okay, it's fun and crafty to criticize Andrew for lawn twos. And then Jimmy's taking these same twos and everyone's like, clutch shot. Jimmy Butler, clutch shot. Rose takes <laughs> them. They're like, Derek Rose is back. MVP is back. And it's just like everyone else can take these lawn twos and they don't get criticized for yeah. it. And then Wiggins is out there shooting them and you're just like, what a bust. Uh, other shot profile things: the Wolves are tenth in percentage of points from the mid range. Um, so you know that's that's Once still again, a lot not of, great. Yeah, not, you don't really want to have a lot of your points from the mid range. That's not even in the paint. That's specifically from the mid range. I thought it was notable that Milwaukee. Oh, so, so the Wolves are at eleven point four percent of their shots are from the mid range, which is way better than last year. I yes, will say. yes, it it's is still a huge improvement. Milwaukee this year is the lowest. They have one point seven percent of their shots from the mid range. That's efficiency. I saw like that's Coach th- Bud. They're like forty five percent from three of their shots come yep. from three right now. Yep, so. that's why they're four and zero right now. That's why um, betting the over on the Bucks is one of the easiest over-unders I've seen in years. The main reason why the Wolves have a good um, above average, I think they're like in the top 10 even in offensive efficiency, is they get to the free throw line. They're first in total free throws attempted and made. They were, were way in front. They've played five games. Some teams, a lot of teams only played four games, but still total free throws and total attempts. Um, uh, they're way up there. So yeah, lots of lots of uh, free throws. That's efficiency. You know who's making his free throws? Uh, Andrew Wiggins? Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. <laughs> right, he finally He's like 15 to 17 or something on the season. Yeah, the team's third in percentage of points from free throw line. That's great. And they're sixth in free throw rate. So that also, is... What was Jimmy missing all those in Toronto? Weird. <laughs> Made like Missed like five, five or six. And then finally, on the defensive end, they're 22nd in defensive rating. Still an um, improvement. Still an improvement. And uh, the two things that, are, that make them good at defense, they're second in steals and ninth in blocks. I love it. So, you know, I think you know steals are how they're getting into transition as well, even though they're, you know, giving up, uh, you know, those rebounds and stuff. And I have no Notice that, like, you know, we do have one of the top five. We've talked about Jimmy's always top five in steals. Um, Tyus and Teague have always been above average. But what I've noticed, and Okogi's looks like he's got a real Mac fart too. But what I've noticed is uniformly, everyone's better at jumping the passing lanes. There are so many steals (laughs) that are just now like jumping the passing lanes type steals, way more than I saw I can remember seeing last year. And it seems like every game, there's three or four times where we'll get a steal from jumping a passing lane. I just didn't see that last year. So it seems like an intentional coaching decision or something that they worked on because it's fun. You know, they should jump the passing lanes. They're not very good at defense once their man has the ball so yeah. why not deny ball and get that out of there to pick six going the other way all right moving on next one here he's hitting up uh bench mob bench is playing better uh scott what have you seen uh with the bench this season what's what's going on uh i just want to say welcome back to an old friend of mine uh <laughs> i've missed him and you know i've always loved him i like playing basketball yes you do g it's good to have you back okay g that's right. <laughs> Gorgie is back, everybody. He w- did not adjust to having the bench roll well last mm. year, but he's looked terrific yes. through five games to the point where, especially in Toronto, you're like, why is Cat out there? Let's get Gorgie back out. Yeah. Gorgie Jane is taking above the break three pointers. And at first I was just like mad confidence. And then he hit one in Toronto. So his confidence is through the roof. He feels better with his jump shot than ever. And he's just, you know, playing some good defense and being an active player like he wasn't last year. So congratulations, Gorgie. Welcome back. Yeah, the bench plus Butler group has been really good. That's kind of what they've been going with. Nine man rotation. Um, Usually they take, you know, maybe Butler will come out first and then he'll come back with the, you know, the second unit or whatever. So, you know, that's really been the five man group that's that's propelled the Wolves this year. And let's give credit where it's due. 
You know, there's a, there's a lot of hate for this man on the show. I think you have to have great dislike for losing. He never makes the adjustments. Last year, he made no adjustments to the comical point. We're and look at all these adjustments he's made. Yeah. It used to be that it was all starters and all bench. All starters, all bench. And the way he's using Jimmy in these situations, I just think is very smart. It really is. He props up and, hey, maybe it was that practice, that infamous practice that showed Tibbs away. He's like, wow, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy in the backup is pretty good. <laughs> um, That's the joke, at least. Yeah, like you're saying, last season's bench uh, group, they, they, they played the fewest minutes in the league as far as bench groups go. And uh, via zonecoverage.com, they're playing 30% more minutes this year off the bench. So the Wolves bench was just was just terrible last year. Their starters were great, but too many minutes for the bench, uh, excuse me, for the starters. And, and this year, he's, he's trusting the other guys. He's trusting the reserves a little bit more um you know but yeah Oliver looks like such an improvement over Bielitsa uh, yes Just Will, willing shooter willing better shooter, defender active hustles mm. uh not committing dumb fouls uh, like well I, I always think Belly got a bad rap with the refs because they were like oh this is a Euro guy we're gonna call every whistle on him but like AT's smarter about fouling yeah, so hopefully that can continue. Ty is playing well. You know, pretty much everyone. You know, Rose is up and down. At least he gives you some scoring Rose, punch. I will say, has had a couple decent games. He's had some good games. He can be up and down. But, yeah, he gives you the scoring when you need it. So, you know, it's it, right now it's a really I good group. I will say this. He looks a lot better than Jamal Crawford. <laughs> I don't know about a lot better. But, uh, yeah, to me, they fill similar roles right now, right? They're kind he, of just like feast yeah. or famine, like, Very you know, true. bad on defense, but can really, you know, can rattle off eight points in a row if you need them to. and Can shoot you out of trouble, can <laughs> shoot you into trouble that's right but yeah something to keep an eye on gotta keep the gotta keep the bench going yeah, like it's that. fun it's fun when and, like the fun it used to be the fun stopped when the starters went out and you had to suffer yeah. through the bench minutes and now the fun gets to keep on rolling and the and the starters don't have to play so many minutes are you know? we having fun yet what? what's happening out here he's on fire oh kogi coming out party he's well, here this is another thing. It's Gorgie, right? Not Gorgie. Gorgie. Everyone's starting to call him Gorgie now, and it no, made no, me question no. myself. Gorgie, it's Gorgie and, and it's Okogi. Okogi, not yeah. Okogi. I've been yeah. hearing a lot. Just wanted to specify. I still say G a little bit, but uh, yeah, Okogi, um, he's he's officially on the radar of every Wolves fan right now. Playing himself uh, into some minutes. Yeah, he's had some, you know, Butler sat out that Dallas game, and he got the start, and then Wiggins sitting out uh, in that Toronto game, and, and sure enough, uh, Josh is in there as well, so that's great. I mean, it's not even like a begrudgingly bring you off the bench kind of situation for Tibbs. He's putting him in the starting lineup, so it's cool. Yeah, uh, I'm shocked. Uh, Tibbs is trusting a rookie. He's <laughs> never never it. has, so that's shocking to me, but really speaks to Okogi that Tibbs is even trusting him as much as he is but I also like it's a credit to Okogi going 0 for 9 and then continuing to shoot open shots made two threes after that there's a lot of rookies who would check out at that point and there was a couple times where he had an open shot and he, he doubted himself but he got back into it in the second half continued to shoot and I think that that bodes well for his uh, his mental confidence you know it was great uh, in that Pacers game seeing him in person uh, myself and a uh, friend of the show uh, Jeff Etchison went to the game and man i had to pick jeff's jaw off the floor a couple times watching their code he loved him he was just because you can just see him just racing up and down the floor just like he's hustling more than any other player on the floor and that goes a long way and i also think that you know it'll light a fire under andrew's ass a little bit it's kind of what i talked about last season with tyus coming off the bench and being so good it pushed teague to be better you need that i think that yeah andrew will feel the pressure of even though andrew's got his contract he's guaranteed minutes he's guaranteed his role is very secure i do think that you know he He's going to realize that he's got to hustle a little bit more just because he doesn't want to look bad in comparison to Okogi's efforts. That's right. You know, he's right there back there waiting. So, yeah, good good to see Okogi playing well. That Ve- tip dunk the other night? Oh, the tip dunk. I got it right here. Josh Okogi! 
jumping out of the gym. That's there right. was another one Beautiful. I almost sent you where he goes, Josh Okogie does not care. <laughs> and I, 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 the only thing I stopped you from suggesting to make it a sound drop is because it's like, insane he doesn't care. Take it the wrong way. Yeah, you could take it the wrong way, but I thought that was funny because he hit a shot, a big shot after missing a bunch. And Josh Okogie does not care. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, hopefully more minutes for him. Yeah, Derek Rose might not Listen, might be getting healthy. Yeah, you know, it might be getting People hurt. People are worried. Soon. Tibbs only says he wants to play nine guys, and Okogie's number ten. Someone's gonna get hurt. Someone's gonna get hurt. Jimmy's gonna miss games. Andrew probably won't miss games. He's pretty solid actually. But Rose Rose isn't gonna go through this whole season no. healthy. If Rose plays sixty games, I think we could be happy because yeah. we're gonna say that's way All more right. than he normally plays. Yeah. But you got to imagine. But like having uh, someone who's ready to fill in off the bench like Okogie Great. means you don't have to be like you know what. Rose, maybe you should play through the injury tonight. You know, yeah. if Rose gets injured, we, we got somebody. Say, Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> We're good. We got someone. So I'm not worried about his minutes. We're going to find minutes for that guy. Very excited for Joshua Kogi. All right, let's get to our sponsor. Today's sponsor, we have an app on board. Yes, they contacted us. They're launching this new app. It's called Tips Trader. And uh, well, we do a podcast where we cover Tom Thibodeau. So it Scott, seemed like an appropriate fit. I can see why yeah. they decided to sponsor this show. Makes sense. We're reaching out to the people, and you know, there's a lot of really cool stock market apps. Everyone's trying to make it easy. Mm. You're not paying fees to buy stocks. Uh, yep. Hearing podcast apps all the time about it. So it makes sense that they wanted to advertise on a podcast. This is the Tibbs Trader Stock Market App. Do you ever get the feeling when you're bidding on stocks that you're like? I want to buy the stock, but it might be bad. What if? You and, want to mitigate your, your, your and risk. you're like, oh man, the stock market took a big dip. Is this ah. the time to get in at low prices and then I can rebound straight up or is it going to take further dip? I wish there was an easier way. Well, oh. you can remove that uncertainty with the Tibbs Trader app. Okay. How it works is when you make a trade, you can demand more right afterwards. Okay, I For see. For example, Neil, yeah. if I'm selling you a stock right now. Mm-hmm. You selling me Google? I'm selling you a Google stock. Yeah. You know, just, just a couple shares. Yeah. And you buy it from me and all of a sudden I realize I got a got more he was way too happy to buy that stock from me mm. i can take that back after the sale and say you know uh, what i'm actually going to charge you more neil uh, conversely if i'm buying a stock from you maybe uh you know i'm like wolf's cast has some cool shirts i want to buy some stock in stock wolf's, wolf's cast shirts yes i i could buy the shares and i could be like wait a second he was too happy to sell me those shares. I take it back. Neil, I now demand a lower price for these shares. You see, with Tibbs Trader, there is there seems to be a grace period, you know, where you can go back on your deal and, uh, you know, add a little bit more to it, if you will. That's right. Uh, that, that, that's what it's all about. You think really you're at the finish line with a trade and all of a sudden, Tibbs Trader's there to help you ask for more. Ask for a little bit more. Get more than you had initially asked for, um, you know, because, again, we don't, we, we want to eliminate the risk. We want to eliminate... The trepidation you might have of getting into the stock market—it's a scary place out there. So we're just trying to make it easy. They're trying to make it easy for you with Tibbs Trader, and, and and that's what they want us to let you know about. And if I've learned one thing about the stock market, Neil, and I've, of which I've learned a lot, so much. So the people who come out of the stock market, the people who are come out on top, are all MFers. Oh. And Tibbs Traders is the kind of app oh. that's going to let you be able to trade until people call you an MFer in return. That's right. That's one thing for is for sure with Tibbs Trader is you will get cursed out, but. It, Hey, if you're the type of person that wants to use Tip Trader, you welcome that. You know, that that's part of the deal for you. That's that's part of the fun. So check out Tibbs Trader. It's a new app. You can get it wherever you find your apps, and it'll just make you it'll make you better at the whole stock market game. It is a game out there, okay? That's right. That's the Tibbs Trader app. Find it on the App Store. And remember, with Tibbs Trader, you're gonna have to do better than that. It's getting chilly. It's time for cold takes. What's cooler than being cool? 
Okay, cold takes. Cold Everyone takes. has hot takes. Hot cold takes are everywhere. You on can the find internet. them there a dime a dozen. You know what? I bet I can get a dozen for a penny on them. Oh, that's so right. cheap. They're hot so cheap. Takes. Hot takes are out there. They're flying. People, you know, thinking they have uh, something interesting to say, but something that no one else is talking about, maybe. Here in Minnesota, we pride ourselves on not being reactionary. No. That's for those East and West Coast types. Mm-hmm. Here, we see the true essence of the takes. Mm. And that's why we're here for another fresh batch of some chillingly cold That's takes. right. Winter is still a ways away, but uh, the fall jackets, the fall jackets are are here. So we're going to get you right in the first one. I'm going to start us off. Scott, my first cold take. Towns should be a bigger part of the offense. Bold. That's right. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, he he's, he's a transcendent offensive player. Okay, he can score it inside. He can score it outside. Pretty much everywhere he touches the ball. This guy can score it. So, um, you know, that just tells me that he needs to be getting the ball more often. He needs to be shooting the ball. He needs to just get more touches just from all over the court. Um, You know, you look around the NBA, and there's just not many offensive talents like him. And uh, all the other best offensive players in the league, they lead their team in usage. Okay, they lead their team in shots taken. Not Carl Anthony Towns. And he's not a rookie anymore. He's not even really a young player anymore. He's, he's, He's many years into the league. And it's his time, so I I just really think it's important uh, that you know Carl Anthony Towns becomes a bigger part of the offense. I don't know if you can handle that, but bold, I, just, I just I just said it. Very bold. I just dropped it. I I have to agree with you. He should be a bigger part of the offense. Thank you, thank you. It's brave of you to say that. It's brave you. It's a brave you to come across the fence on to my side. Thank, I'm, thank I'm you. Willing, I'm willing to join you. Thank you. All right. Well, now Neil, it's time for my cold take. All right, hit me. What, what you got? Timberwolves Blow my mind. leaked images have shown that their city jersey this year is going to be Prince themed slash Purple Rain themed. Celebrate uh, Minnesota's favorite son, as it were. Uh, and I'm all for this because Neil, my cold take is that Prince is a pretty big deal in Minnesota. Mm. You know, he's important to the people who lived here. Uh, th- a lot of our most famous people are people who were born here and left and have never come back. Even Bob Dylan wants nothing to do with us anymore. And Prince was a guy who told Oprah, I like to live in Minnesota because the cold keeps the bad people away. Prince would show up at Lynx games. He would always, There's always a buzz when you're like, I was at a concert the other night and Prince was there. He was our favorite son because he was internationally famous. After his death, you could see every country in the world mourned his death. I had no idea he was so big worldwide and yet... He always chose to take Minnesota as his home. He's a beloved child of Minnesota, one of the greatest artists, one of the greatest performers we've ever had in the state. So I understand. He's a big deal here. Wow, Prince. That is an interesting pick as far as Minnesota musicians go. That, not many people have him on their radar. Well, he's no Bob Mould, but I do think that we care about him here. Wow. Well, I, I got I to gotta check him out. Uh, you say he's a musician? You get music? Yeah, and okay. uh, apparently it's very easy to find his streaming music right. nowadays. I'll go into Apple Music. Alive, I'll so go into Apple Music. Check and, it out. And try it's in and commercials find and stuff now. Okay, good one. Um, I got another cold. I got a chilly cold take here for you. Wait, let me bundle up. All right, put okay. it on. I'm ready. All right, I got my hat on too because here comes a cold one. Here comes a take that you haven't even thought of yet. It's great to have the NBA back. I just like basketball a lot, okay? Newsflash. Basketball is fun. It's very interesting to watch. It's the best sport. 
Uh, it's it's really uh, you know fast moving. The pace is way up this year. We got so many threes flying. Got the most interesting collection of superstars across all of sports. And hey, I just love the game. It's great to have NBA back. I'm a big WNBA fan. I've been watching that all summer, but it's back to NBA time right now. Great to have the Wolves back. And, you know, NBA is just one of my favorite pastimes. Following the league, so many interesting storylines. Pretty good parody in the league this year. You know, I don't think Golden State's going to cakewalk all the way to the end. It's going to be tough for them this year. Uh, you know, and so there's lots of great teams, lots of great storylines, you know. So uh, the NBA, I'm just really happy to have it back because it's my favorite, and it should be your favorite too. NBA, it's back. Neil, I have to take a little issue. Oh? You almost got a little hot in the middle of that cold take. You said <laughs> it's not going to be a cakewalk for Golden State. I know. <sighs> Sorry, I got a little, a little toasty in that. It was just, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, and you're you're out in the cold, but you have a really warm jacket, and you're, you're right. trying to shovel snow, and you fe- it's like freezing out. I get a little sweaty. You're heated inside yeah, your jacket. I get a little jacket, sweaty in my so. jacket, yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. It happens. Be uh, careful next time. Okay, okay, okay. I won't let it happen again. All right, let's go ahead and finish up with our final cold take. You got another one? Yes, and while I agree with you, I'm happy that the NBA is back. Yeah. It's just a game, Neil, mm. this NBA. True, true, true. It's something that we devote uh, an inappropriate amount of our time <laughs> thinking about. Uh, we wake up in the morning. What's new with the NBA? We go to bed thinking about the game we just watched. But, you know, this season, does it really matter how it ends? Golden State's going to win. Does it really matter what this team looks like next year? We're probably not going to win it then. And to be honest, we have a lot going against us as a small market team. We may never win, but that's okay because it's basketball. It's just a game, Neil. It's entertainment. It doesn't really matter. It's not going to affect anything, you know, in the world too much. It's a game, and we love it because it's entertaining, and we love it because sometimes you need to have something to get fanatical about just because if you're just paying attention to serious things in life, it's a good way to drive yourself crazy. So... My take is the NBA is great, but it's only a game and it's just entertainment. Wow. Yeah, you brought me back down to earth there. I appreciate that cold take. That was really, that was just like a cold shower in the morning. Yeah, you know what just I mean? take a step back from the ledge, just everybody. Refreshing. No matter what happens, basketball will always be good. It'll always be there for you to watch. It's just a game, y'all. Just, just a, a game. game. It's just, just a game. game. Nothing matters. Um, basketball is just a game, and that was just a segment, a segment called Cold Takes. So let us know what your coldest take is. You know, hit us up on Twitter at Wolvescast. You can find us there. Be sure to follow us and uh, tweet at us. Let us know uh, how cold it gets in your neck of the woods and what your takes are. Um, My cold take is: no matter how bad the wolves are, I will always support them. I will go. always watch this That's team. As cold as it gets. Ticket reps, holla at us. We watch every game in a 16-win season, Neil. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't stop us. It's all good. This is nothing. This Butler stuff is nothing. That's right. Okay, um, good. Let's uh, get to our weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. Wolfies, award time. Someone and some things are going to get awarded a trophy, a little mini, cool little wolf trophy. You some of them it. are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good, yeah. Even if you win a Razzie, which is the film industry worst rewards, you're oh. still awarded a Razzie. Yeah, you still get to make a speech. And so stuff. you can still be awarded a Wolfie for doing something stupid 
or dumb or embarrassing. But you can also get one for, you know, some really good reasons. They're really our choice. Mm -hmm. But as always, these are actual awards that we mail out to the people or concepts that we award them to. Yeah. Uh, Scott, why don't you get started off uh, this week with the Wolfie? Yes, Neil. What is the most jubilant sound drop that we have, do you think? Uh, Something involving Ricky Rubio? I don't know. Mm, Ricky Rubio's good. Uh, (laughs) Let's go ahead. I think I might go with. Here we go. Totally triumphant drop. Here we go, Neil. Okay. Cherry Berry promotion is dead. Anything possible! No more cherry berry. That's right. It wasn't possible. Home opener or was it Indiana? It was Indiana game. Indiana game. Pacers player missed two free throws in the fourth quarter. Place was livid. No (laughs) cherry berry. We used to say it was embarrassing because, you know, you get starting lineup, you know, that's like a a seven out of 10 on the noise. Yep. Uh, You know, if we get like a crazy big shot to put us ahead on the big streak, like game three of the playoffs last year, I was there when we got our win. That was like an eight on the noise. And if we get really upset with the refs, we can take it up to a nine. nine. But the only time the target center ever hits 10 (laughs) was when there's a chance to win free yogurt from a spot where there's only like five locations in the state it's not like you get a free mcdonald's burger and you can get that's what you get in chicago it's like a free mcdonald's burger Those are everywhere and they're on every street corner yeah no you had to do cherry berry and there's not one in st paul so i, I don't know never, where cherry berry is and so it never matters you never cash those in and so cherry berry it was just embarrassing it was embarrassing to be like wow this arena can get that loud when we want free when yogurt food coupons. involved yeah. and it's just like we can't get this i think it's a bad look when it's like we'll never get this loud about basketball so cherry berry, there's a chance for yogurt we're going to go wild. The promotion is no longer with us. Thank you know? God. So, yeah, there's nothing going on in the fourth. They couldn't even flip it. I mean, I don't know what it would be. I don't know how you'd flip it. Like, if the home team makes two or something like that? Like, would that be the, like the flip? I'm okay with it being a negative thing, because I do like making noise when the opponent's at the free throw uh-huh, line. Uh-huh. But it's just got to be worth it. You know, Cherry Berry was embarrassing. <laughs> it's like, I would get it. I'd be like, yeah, we got Cherry Berry tomorrow. I don't know where Cherry Berry is, so right, I'm not going to do anything me. with this. So, it should really just, it could, you know what you really should do is something in arena. Oh, yeah. You know how it's always like we're throwing out all this extra popcorn at the end of the night because we made too much <laughs> or hot dogs. We should just say free hot dog on your way out of the arena. You cash it in that night. You yeah. know, you get to reach your hand to the garbage bag of popcorn. That's you know, right. And just get a whole handful on your way out. There's you know, way better like things you can do. Or Inter- just bring back the Klondike bar challenge. Oh, yeah. That's been a sticking point with you. You want to see <sighs> it back. It, it, it was, was hilarious. unique every, every night. Every game. It was different. It was yeah. always creative. Yeah. And that's yeah. the kind of love I tried to bring to the Wolves cast. Yeah. It's the kind of magic I tried to bring to trivia. Oh, yeah. Is it's going to be something weird, but different every time. <laughs> every single time. So I just couldn't be happier about this. Thank God. You yeah. know, goodbye, Cherry Berry. I will probably never eat you because I don't know where your locations are. Yeah. Apparently, it wasn't lucrative enough for them to bring it back. Now the folks were coming into their four metro locations <laughs> exactly i'm surprised all right farewell cherry berry all right my weekly wolfie is positive thing it's going out to new timberwolf uh anthony tolliver uh you know i thought i knew a decent amount about his game i thought i knew kind of what he was all about but in these first couple weeks of the season i have learned something new about anthony tolliver and that it is that he is great at the four-point play. I think he's had one in like three games so far well, this he's year. He's been fouled on the three-pointer a lot, yeah. but I don't remember him he's gotta making make it. it. He's got to make it. Yeah, I haven't tracked if he's he, made it. But he's great at drawing he's fouls called, on yeah, three-point he's, shots. He's, he's drawing the foul. It, it, it seems every single time the defender is miffed and, and can't believe it's not like a offensive foul where he kicks out his legs. He has some. He has it down where he can get the kick out with his legs but not get called for it. You know, So whatever he's doing out there, uh, it, it's working because he's very 
very much, uh, you know, we talked about Jamal, you know, the departed Jamal. That was one of the good things about his game is he was able to throw in the four-point play every other game or something like that. But, you know, Anthony Tolliver's got that too. Uh, He's a much better three-point shooter, and so it makes sense. Guys are closing out to him hard. You know, they're running fast at him. That's right. And he's able to turn that into, you know, a four-point play from time to time or at least get fouled on the shot. So I wouldn't close out that hard on Jamal. I just live with that shot. No, right. Hey, that's okay. Yeah, you're not going to make that. You're like a 29% – uh, three-point shooter, whereas Tolliver's over 40 for the last couple of years of his career. So, you know, it makes sense to me, and that's just good. It's another, another thing about, you know, that bench that we talked about, you know, just another heady guy on the bench able to make a play like that and, you know, get get someone into foul trouble and, and get to the line. So I just really appreciate that about Anthony Toller. Thanks, AT, for having that as part of your game. That's really cool. So you get a Wolfie for that. I love seeing the floor stretched. It looks great. <laughs> I know. So much space. What is the space? Look at all the space out there. It's weird, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it works. All right. That's Wolfie's. Uh, let's get uh, let's get to a game. We've got a different kind of game happening here. A I, new, I tried to bring that new energy. Brand you know? new game. Tonight's game is called Tom Thibodeau's Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> it's a choose your own adventure game, Neil. I'm going to give you a scenario. You're okay. going to make choices. There's going to be consequences for your choices. Oh, no. We'll get to the end of a scenario. If there's enough time, we'll do another one because I have multiple different endings here. Lots of different wow. paths and stuff. Some that oversect. It's You know how choose your own adventure okay. works. I am going to do this in the Tom Thibodeau voice. Though. So, <laughs> get gruff. Here we go. Get gruff. You wake up screaming in a cold sweat. You had that dream again. The one where Debbie is shooting a corner three, but instead of a ball, she's shooting a baby that has your face. No matter how many different ways you try, you can never close out fast enough to stop that shot. And every time that freaky baby with a grown man's face hits the net, you wake up. What does it mean? Will you ever know? Only devoting every moment of your waking life to the game of basketball can keep your dark thoughts at bay. It's 5 a.m., which means you got your normal two hours of sleep after your nightly 2 a.m. film sessions. It's time to get to work. You check your phone. Your buddy Scotty has just texted you. What do you do? Do you ignore him? Your laser focus is honed on tomorrow's game. You don't have time for distractions. Or do you read the text? If you know Scotty, you know he hates it when you ignore the the text. Acting professionally and keeping your relationship with Scotty healthy is your priority. I'm going to to ignore that call. Goodbye, Scotty. You've chosen to ignore that call and focus on basketball. You have a game tomorrow night to prepare for. It's a must-win game because you feel like every single game is a must-win. What do you do? Do you call practice? You don't care if the team played on the road last night. Practice makes perfect, and you have always expected nothing less than perfection. Do you study film? No matter how many hours of tape you watch, you know there's always more footage to consume. You could shut off the lights, grab your tub of stale movie theater popcorn, swaddle yourself in your favorite bowl snuggie, and start watching the tape. Or, go see a movie. Life is too short and there are so many movies to see in theaters right now. You've always admired Michael Myers and you could pay matinee prices to see that Halloween remake. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, call practice. Practice is happening. All right, you've called practice. There seems to be disagreement on your team. Your star cat is visibly unhappy about the locker room culture. He was told that the Jimmy stuff would be resolved by now when he signed his contract extension. The situation is clearly affecting his on-court production. What do you do? Nothing. You're not here to coddle millionaires. Cat can do his damn job or get benched. Or motivate Cat by yelling at him. Praise Jimmy at every chance you get to light a fire under Cat's ass. Defend Jimmy in the press while highlighting all the ways that Cat needs to improve. Or trade Cat. This guy is overrated. He's never made it to the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Moving him for playoff-tested star like Al Horford or Paul Millsap will free up enough space to sign Noah. 
Uh, I feel like uh, ignoring Towns is best is the best thing here. You know, I don't want to chew him out. I don't really want to trade him, but I'm just going to ignore it. All right, you're choosing the ignore Towns path. Cat's yeah. mood has not improved. In fact, it seems like you're only making things worse. Carl has started taking selfish shots during games and shoots whenever he touches the ball in practice. He starts wearing sneakers designed with not very subtle digs at you. You hear rumors that he's bad-mouthing the franchise and your leadership to other players and agents. What do you do? Do you confront Towns directly? Enough with this passive-aggressive BS. You call Cat into your office, throw a computer against the wall, and lay into him, insulting his manhood, his toughness, and his commitment to winnings. You call... Winning. You call him Carl Wanthony Towns. Or... Trade Cat. Who does this kid think he is? You're the president of basketball operations. You pull all the strings. It's time to ship his non-hustling butt out of town. Or respond passive-aggressively. You leak unflattering rumors to your contacts in the press. You start drawing plays and implementing defensive schemes that set Cat up for failure. You leave him in for entire games, especially when he's paying poorly. You're going to teach him a lesson. That last one sounds great. I think uh, the passive-aggressive route is, is what I would do as a true Minnesotan. All right, you've chosen to confront him aggressively. Or no, you went passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive, Passive-aggressively, like a true Minnesotan. (laughs) Carl Anthony Towns is elected to get a non-invasive surgery on something minor. He'll be out for the rest of the season. Without Carl, your team struggles for the remainder of the season, missing the playoffs by a wide margin. You're fired on the final day of the season. Good luck in the future. (laughs) Oh, no, Tom. You got fired. You got fired, Neil. You (laughs) You you chose poorly. Wow, that was what a journey that was, and it could take so many different paths. There's as well. a lot of different paths. Wow, you know, uh, you know, it'd be fun to do it again, but I'm worried about your voice, Scott. You know, that's that's a rough one. Hey. I'll put it out here like this: If you want to take different choices than what Neil made, follow us on Twitter at Wolvescast. Respond to us. Say what choice you would have made, and I will respond to you with the different tree paths you could have taken. Right. There are a lot of different options, including going to the movies with Tom Thibodeau. Wow. Uh, there's a, if you ha- actually, I won't even reveal it. I'm yeah. just going to keep it a mystery. Find out. There are lots of different paths you could take. So follow us at Wolvescast. Respond with the decisions you would do differently, and I will let you know how that plays out. I loved it. That was really fun. You never know what you're going to get with Tom Thibodeau, and uh, you know sometimes you got to put yourself in his shoes. That's right. You know you can do that with Wolvescast here. Uh, well, good. That's the end of our show. Appreciate everybody joining us. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. And um, just a reminder please go check out our new merch. That's right. We have a long sleeve shirt for you to check out. Also, we made a link shirt this summer, so you might not have seen that one. We have a Maya Moore t-shirt that's available. Somebody also, bought one today. Oh, someone bought one today. And uh, also, it's getting chilly out there. We do have the Wolf Palm stocking cap for you to wear this winter. So lots of lots of choices, lots of things out there for you to look at. We cheer for the wolves, but you individually are a wolf. <laughs> Show it with your stocking cap. I can attest... They are very warm. And you know what? Mm. I think they're made in Cloquet, Minnesota, aren't they? Where oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Locally right. made. Locally, locally made. sourced. You can feel good about the old ladies in Cloquet that knitted that stuff Oh, yeah. You. They love it. They love making those hats. Also, make sure you're going to Darby's on Tuesday nights. Every we had Tuesday four nights. teams at the end of trivia. Oh. If we have three, we can't have trivia because everyone's guaranteed a prize then. All it's right. Well, you got to go to trivia. Bad. It's at Darby's Pub and Grill. Every right Tuesday, the, 6 right, p.m. Right in the North Loop. And then this year, uh, the, or at least for right now, if you draw a basket, like a... Uh, 
backboard and a ram, a hoop. Yep. Next to your team name, you'll get an extra point. That's just for gives you, you a the leg, podcast listener. Gives you a leg up on the competition. You it's know? right off a light rail stop. It's right mm-hmm. off the Target Field Station stop. So if you don't want to drive because you're going to go crazy on getting free drinks, you can win free drinks and the Yum prize train. is $75 to the bar. So uh, you can get drinks and then just train your way home. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm doing weird stuff and especially come in November because we're going, it's National Novel Writing Month and oh, I'm yeah. going to source all of my trivia teams to collectively write a novel together. So if you show up sometime in November, you can contribute to this group novel and have your name be in the bylines. So group definitely novel. come back in November for sure. No other trivia in the Twin Cities is doing a group novel. Okay? Or should they probably? <laughs> Scott also gives away free little trinkets from time to time and fun stuff he gets for free at NPR. This winter we're doing a Scott round, which is when I ask you subjective questions like what's the best Kanye West album? And if you get it right, you get special prizes. So many reasons to go check out Darby's uh, Pub and Grill. They're not sponsoring this show, but they might as well be. Go to the girl go there on Tuesday nights. It's I, fun. I need you. I need you there. Scott needs Numbers you. Numbers are bad. Scott needs you. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We uh, we'll be back uh, next week. I'm uh, leaving town for a few weeks, but you'll be in the capable hands of uh, Scott and uh, sub co-host Robert Brewer. They're going to talk about wolves with you. They, they watch every game. They know what's up. They, they got all the stuff. We have fun. They'll be taking care of business out here, and I'll be editing the shows from the road. When Neil's away, we get to play. Uh We get to do weird stuff, because Neil's the authoritarian authoritarian on the show. We got the rules, and I'm just here to break them. I'm just here with the Iron Fist. Um, But yes, thanks for listening to our show. We'll be back next week with another episode of Wolf's Cast. It's Tyus' team anyway. We all know that.